It's the Staley Bridge Celtic Lockdown Podcast, sponsored by Olds Beer and More and the Celtic Beer Hut. Aha! Stay tuned for more. So, this is episode eight of the Staley Bridge Celtic Lockdown Podcast. I'm joined with highly sought after the guest, uh, Phil Wilson. So, I'd just like to welcome Phil onto the podcast. Um, this episode is sponsored by Olds Beer and More and the Celtic Beer Hut, so I'm going to check their links in the description below. Um, so, Phil, there's a lot to talk about. Um, for some people that may not know you, um, just tell us a bit, a bit, a bit about your uh, football background, your sort of playing career. Right. So, uh, I was at Tranmere from 15 to uh, 19, but uh, um, I kind of uh, had a, a knee injury, a cartilage, which kept on locking on me and released me. Um, in some ways, it's probably the best thing that happened. Uh, then I went and played in the um, Cheshire League and actually played at Staley Bridge when I was, I think I was j- just about 20. I played, I played there, I think I played there twice um, in the Cheshire League. I played for New Brighton, the Rakers. And uh, while I was at the Rakers, um, Blackburn Rovers came in for me um, 12 months after I started there. And um, I went to Blackburn. Um, but at the time, um, I was at Teachers Training College. I'd done 12 months at Teachers Training College. Uh, and they wanted me to go full-time, obviously. Uh, I said, no, I'll go part-time. Uh, I played in the reserves, um, Central League. Got a few few little outings in the first team in friendlies. Um, but the good thing was, really, um, I kept up my teaching at Teachers Training College because I would have been an average player at, at the old second division and, uh, you know, maybe looking for the job. So basically what happened was um, they released me after a couple of years and I went to Runcorn uh, in the Northern Premier League. Uh, we had, had six really, really successful years there. Uh, we won the league. We got runners-up in the league. We got to three trophy semi-finals in four years, but never got there. Um, which was extremely disappointing. Uh, we were probably one of the best non-league sides in the country. I can remember us playing Wimbledon uh, when we'd won the league and Wimbledon had won the league. And Wimbledon had actually got promoted into the Football League. Um, so, yeah, fantastic time. Some great, great players, great lads, uh, you know, and it was, it was just a great time. And then uh, Runcorn never got up into the... Conference. The conference got uh, was started in 79-80 and the, com- uh, the Runcornet's ground wasn't good enough. And uh, so Altrincham signed me and I went to Altrincham um, and we won the conference. Uh, but right at the end of the season, um, I wanted to go to Northwich because the manager at Northwich was Stan Stort, who used to manage me at Runcorn. And uh, the only way to do it was to go to Mosley um, for, for the, I think it was 3,000 quid, which was their record, and I still think it is their record, signing on fee. Um, and at the end of the season, go to Northwich. Anyway, lo and behold, after three semi-final defeats, mostly get to Wembley. And I played in the semis, everything, and I played at Wembley, and we lost to Dagnum 2-1, uh, which was... Um, there's a little story there. I played, I played probably the last 
12, 15 games for them, played in both semi-finals. Bob Murphy, right character, hell of a character. Uh, never told anyone the team. The, the day before we played at Wembley, he's got his training and it's five aside or six aside and everyone is kicking lumps out of each other because nobody knew who was playing. And on the night before Wembley, he pulled me up to the side and he said, um, he's still going to Northwich at the start of next season, which was really naughty because the deal was come to Mosley, they would sell me to Northwich at the end of the season for the same fee because ultimately uh, wanted 10 grand for me off Northwich. So it was, it was a deal set up. And I said, um, well, I don't know, Bob. Anyway, name the team. I was on the subs bench. There was only one sub. And uh, obviously three semi-final defeats. I was completely gutted. Anyway, after 15 minutes, he tells me to get my socks rolled up, put my pads on. He put me on at half time. I changed the game. I got us back into the game. I had a, a great 45 minutes, and but we lost. And uh, and then I got my move to Northwich. So I went to Northwich when I was 30. Uh, I had four, five seasons there. Four seasons there, sorry. Four seasons. The first season... We lost in the trophy semi-final again. So that's four defeats and one Wembley appearance. And then the, the next year, uh, we, did, we did okay. Then the next year, we got to Wembley. We played Telford at Wembley. And uh, we lost 2-1. And then the next year, we got to Wembley again. And we beat Bangor in a replay, not at Wembley, in a replay at Stoke. And so, basically... I got what I really wanted to do was play at Wembley. And uh, Johnny King was a manager at Northwich. He was fantastic. I learned an awful lot of him. And basically what happened then was uh, they, they, they cut the wage bill, even though we won a trophy and finished sixth in the conference. And um, I, I had to go. And uh, I, ended up, I ended up in the doldrums for, for a season. Uh, I played played at Marine till Christmas. Then I did I did Manian. I went to Chorley with on one leg, and then the start of the following season, I went to South Liverpool. Um, and uh, Johnny King, who was been offered a job at Carnarvon, and uh, he said, "Well, I'll come with him." And so I went with him to Carnarvon, and basically, I'm kind of thirty six. 37 with one bad knee and he kind of got the best out of me again and I had another three years there where we they did he went to watch a game um first home game Carnarvon when he was there he'd lost 9-0 at home he took the job I went and played we played at Macclesfield we lost 7-1 and John King was is the best non-league manager I've ever played under and became one of the best league managers outside the top division that ever was, you know, at Tramier, he was fantastic at Tramier. And uh, he was thinking of uh, maybe not um, not taking it on anymore. And uh, we went back to the squash club where I used to play squash, had a chat, who can we bring in? And he stayed. And I mean, they'd lost about six or seven, uh, you know, and, and we're getting 9-1 and 7-1. One. 
And he eventually, and we, I think we finished halfway. The next season, uh, the best season in Carnarvon's history, we got the third round of the FA Cup. Um, we lost in a replay at Barnsley, 1-0. We beat uh, Stockport at home. We drew it home with York. We went to York and beat them at York, 3-1 I think it was. And then we got Barnsley at home and drew 0-0. And funny enough, Mark Ockley was playing for Barnsley, which I didn't know at the time. That he, he was a player that came and played for me at Staley Bridge and actually played for me at League as well. Um, and so, uh, what a fantastic season. I think we, we finished third in the, in the Northern Premier We would have walked the league if we hadn't had the third round of the FA Cup. We were that good. We were that good a side. And... Um, so, at the end of the season, he signed Tommy Smith as the manager because Kingy went to Tranmere at the Easter and he kept him up on the last day of the season, going out to the Football League. They were going out to the Football League. And then five years further on, the, they were in the playoffs for the Premiership or whatever it was called in those days, the Premiership. So, that's how good Johnny King was. And um, basically, uh, I kind of... Tommy Smith come in, didn't fancy a 37-year-old, which, you know, it's fair enough, isn't it, really? But a 37-year-old who could run a bit, you know, I could get around the pitch. And uh, so um, I, I left there and uh, I, I'd been in America coaching because I, I got my um, A licence. It was called a full badge in those days, but it's an A licence uh, when I was 29, which is pretty young to get an A licence and I used to go to America every summer uh, coaching soccer schools and eventually I had my own soccer school over there for a number of years and uh, I'd been in America and I'd cut, uh, done a bit of pre-season training with North which just for fitness and um, lo and behold at 37 I come back and they want me to play for North which is 37 in the conference which you know, I found it a bit easier playing in the conference than they did playing in the Northern Premier League, you know, the year before. So um, that happened. And then in the November, Carnarvon sacked Tommy Smith, or did, October it was, sorry, they sacked Tommy Smith. And uh, they wanted me to go as player coach. And I went. We had a fantastic season. They, did, they were really struggling. They were third or fourth from the bottom. We ended up third in the league. We got the Welsh semi-finals, lost by the odd goal to Cardiff, played in a two-legged game. And then I stayed there for the next season and we weren't successful, as quite often happens that way. And uh, um, I got the sack, uh, as you do. Um, I went and played Newtown in the... First division, I went and played at Morecambe and did my knee. And then, lo and behold, uh, start the season with Rill in the Northern Premier League. So I'm like, a few clubs, had a few clubs. Yeah. But um, I was again like, I had a, knee, I'd had a college, college operation in the summer. Been to the States, come back, didn't know I could kick the ball with my right leg. Johnny Williams said, come play for me at Rill. I did do, 
big Martin Filson was there when he was about 19. Used to pick him up, take him there. Uh, gobby, very gobby. Always, you know, I'm, I'm this, I can do this. I'll be going there, I'll be doing this. Became real good friends with him. Uh, and then lo and behold, uh, there was a couple of jobs came up. Um, got offered both of them. Um, and one was Stalebridge. And uh, I came to Stalebridge, but you were in, or Stalebridge were in a real bad position. I think they were like second or third from bottom, but you'd played a lot of games, you know, you played a lot of games. And uh, it wasn't easy. It was, you know, I came in, the results changed. Um, we won some, we'd lose a couple. win some we'd lose a couple we always playing catch up to try and get out of it um, I was getting players in to try and improve the team I think there was only one player or two players who was still with me the season after that started when I first went to the changing rooms at, in the November at, um, at Balfold and that was Kevin and Colin Booth there was only two lads I kept on. I changed it around so oh, gradually. I brought, I managed to get hold of Martin. I managed to get hold of John Aspinall, who was a great signing. Um, you know, I mean, John Aspinall. John Aspinall had been ma playing manager at Bar uh, Bangor, and he came and played for me. And he stayed with me for four years, and he never ever once gave me any trouble whatsoever. It was only a help. And for somebody who'd been a manager to come and play for somebody else, you know, fantastic, fantastic uh, character. And so, um, oh, Benno, Benno, sorry, Benno was there. So there were just three then. Benno was actually there. Paul Bennett was actually there. So Benno and two, uh, Colin and, and uh, Kevin Booth. And managed to keep you up. Uh, it wasn't easy. I think we, I remember I was beating South Liverpool at South Liverpool on Easter Monday, and it was as his first game, and we just about, just about did it, you know what I mean? It was one of them, we just about managed to get the 1-0 win, which was so important. And then the strange as it is, the last game of the season was Carnarvon away. You know, and I, I've got a lot of affiliation with because I've, I had four years there, and, uh, you know, four great years. Loved it. I mean, they played, they punched above the weight, you know, and, and there were some really good players. Managed to get old, like Steve Craven came to Stalebridge from with me and he was a real good player. I actually had Austin Salmon, who was at Carnarvon for a, a short period, helped me out. People would come in and help me out. Um, and, you know, we managed to stay up and that was, that was the main, main thing. You know, we managed to stay up and, uh, it was, you know, I think we we stayed up, not comfortably, but we stayed up, it, you know, by about four points, I think, four or five points. But it was it was tough because teams had four or five games in hand on us when they took over. You know, I always remember it. They changed the, the changing rooms were a porter cabin behind the old wooden stand. You know, and you you won't know that. You know, you're too young. But I mean, the porter cabin. Was, <laughs> 25 players lining up to go in, you know, and you name the team and then the other 10 players would bomb off somewhere, you know, and 
I'm thinking, well, that's not what I'm having, not not what I'm going to do. So anyway, so I went there um, and uh, gradually I got players in. I got like Ricky Blackman from Chatterton. I got Paul Dixon from Chatterton. Now, these two, these two lads were playing in Northwest Counties. Dixie was one of the best centre-halves I've, I've managed and a fantastic lad, you know, fireman and likes threatening people in car parks and, you know, if, if, if it's on the pitch, you know, you, you'd want him in the trenches if, with them. And then Rick Blackman, who, to be honest, wasn't much of a footballer, but I used to say to Rick, go and pick him up and follow him where he goes. The lad never got a kick. And it was great for me like that. It was fantastic because what we did was we built the team up on defend, on defense. And we played, we played um, certainly from certainly from runners up, certainly the season we got runners up. We played a three at the back with a sweeper and two wing backs. Now, hardly anybody played like that. Hardly anybody in the country played like that. I used I watched West Germany and they used to play with a, a, a sweeper Beckenbauer who was a sweeper and he had two two markers in there and uh, we'd have two fullbacks and people say oh it's dead defensive it really is it's a defensive system well no it means that you're going to not concede and you can go and score goals and um, so we did that and I think uh, as it was this as it was the sweeper uh, Dixie and Kevin Booth with the two markers. So say they had a um, six foot three striker. I say, right, Dixie, you go and pick him up. Kevin picked the other one up. And then if they had a really good winger, really good winger, I'd say, Ricky, you play right wing back or left wing back. And Benno, you play the other side. And uh, I think I was looking at it the other day. We went 13 games where we won 1-0. 13 wow. games where we won. We also went something like 20 games where we never conceded a goal. Wow. Now, you can see where the problem was, is scoring goals. We couldn't score goals. You know, I've got, I've got players in. I've got uh, Reggie Maguire, who got us the win against Hyde at on Easter Monday at Stalybridge when Stalybridge hadn't beaten Hyde for years and Reggie scored us the goal. We got other people in, uh, you know, and got people like Les Armour from Wales, from Bangor, who was lives in Wales. He came in and did a good job. Um, we, we got, there was John Brown who was in there who, who did great for us. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't want to leave people. We've got a lad called Lee Colferpin, who played for two or three years and then came back from Birkenhead Sunday football, who ended up playing at Wembley for Witten. was real good player, real good player. Uh, you know, and Paul Bennett. Um, and then we got managed to get Gary Bressin in the in the t- year that we won the uh, we got runners up. And so we ended the season where we were runners up in the Northern Premier League. And Oh, I must tell you this. Uh, we um, at the near the end of the season, Southport were like similar points with us for runners up. 
And we went to Southport and they had the best attacking team in the league. So I played six defenders and we got the draw. And yeah, see, it sounds like I'm, I'm defensive, but I wasn't. I played what I did. What we had and what we were strong at doing was defending. We still pushed people forward to score goals, but we didn't really have any goal scorers in the team. Stuart Lester was one of, the, one of our goal scorers. He was a winger. Um, and uh, so they moan like buggery about it. They moan like buggery about it. Oh, you've come here and we got the draw. They came to us, we beat them 3-1, I think it was. And we got runners up. And to me, that was one of the, the best moments because, um, you know, we'd been a team that was like near the bottom of the league. We shaped a team and we got it up there. And we, we had the lowest goals against in the league, but the second to lowest goals for in the league. So it was obvious what we needed. So the following pre-season, we signed Chris Camden. And we also, a couple of other players as well. Eric Priest came in and uh, Mark Edwards came in at some time, uh, all good players. And we, we signed Chris Camden. Now Chris then went off and got 40 goals. So we ended up with the highest goals for and we still had the lowest goals against. We also lost our first game in November the 12th, 20th at Gainsborough, away. That was our first game we lost in the league. We didn't lose again, didn't lose again until we'd won the league, hide at home. We'd won the league, we got presented with the trophy and everything. And I, 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 was, I was gutted because We'd won, and the lads had won, and then relaxed. And we lost, lost, you know, especially to Hyde as well. And uh, and we we would have been the, the the only team to ever lost one league game in the season in Northern Premier League's history. We actually equaled Wigan. Wigan had lost two, and we lost two. And it, one of them was when we won the league and we played Hyde at home. And I was a bit. It, it was a bit disappointed. And if you go, if you go forward to the next team that won the league, it happened again. Um, but so yeah, so we we've done that, and um, we get promoted to the conference. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we won, I think we won a cup as well. We won we certainly won a league cup in that in that little run, a Presidents Cup or a League Cup. Uh, we, the, even the first season. We won the Floodlit Cup of, you know, which is a bit of a Mickey Mouse Cup, but we won that. Okay. And we done really well. I mean, we had we had done really well. And um uh, so oh so we get promoted to the conference and it's obvious that we need to improve the team. And by improving the team, we've took away some of the character and some of the you know, the bonding that we had, because some of the lads were not up to it. You know, there's a lot of the lads were up to it, but some of the lads weren't up to it, you know. Um, Martin Martin Filson, who'd broken his leg in the, the runners-up season and actually played a couple of games the next season, um, was back 100% fit. 
uh, we had Dixie, we had Kevin Booth, we had Azza. Um, so we had, defensively, we, we were good, you know, but we looked to bring players in and we, we brought Paul Kirkham in and who every time he played against us for Hyde was like scoring a goal or two and was brilliant, but never quite did it. Got a few injuries. Paul Higginbottom came in and he came in, I think, in the season. We, we won the league and Paul's a real good player and he got a couple of injuries. Uh, but we're in the top 10. We're, we're in the top 10. I mean, we... Uh, we're doing brilliant, uh, you know. In you know, we had a good FA Trophy run. We went to Harrow, I think it was, and or we went to what somewhere down south. And there must have been about 500, 600 Stalybridge fans down there. And when we beat them, um, sorry, we we beat we the year we won the league, we played Harrow in the, in the FA Trophy because Camden was there and he scored. And then we had about five or six hundred, and we got to the something like third or fourth round of the trophy. And I'm thinking, you know, I'd love to manage get us to Wembley, but it never quite happened. But there you go. Uh, it, it, you know, all the fans came down, and Stuart Lester and Paul Higginbottom singing, Quando, Quando, Quando. The lads, if they watch this, they know exactly what that is. And we were just the, the team spirit was so fantastic. We'd go, we'd go out uh, if we have a long trip anywhere or whatever. Certainly two or three times a season, we'd go down to Smokies in in Oldham and stay over. And you know, something had happened on the pitch. There's a few fights going up the tunnel where one of our lads was getting pushed around. Next thing you know, four of our lads are in there and you know, telling them to keep away from it in no uncertain terms. We had some lads who really look after themselves and, but they looked after each other and they were just fantastic. And uh, so we're going to conference. We're in the top, top 10, which is brilliant. Uh, and uh, we, we ended up, I think we ended up losing a couple at the end and we dropped to 12th. And I'm thinking, you know, that's what a great season, you know, what a great season. Um, loved it. Loved it. And um, lo and behold, you try and improve the team again because that's what you're trying to do. You know that the quality in the conference is, is better than Northern Premier League. And, uh, you know, and if we were getting regular thousand people on, on, on Staley Bridge, sometimes more. Um, you know, I mean, we played... Um, I won't jump ahead too quickly. We, yeah, so we got all that. So Frankie Bond came and signed for us, but Frankie's knee was not good, you know. But you could see the quality in him. Um, we got we signed other players to come in, and uh, you know we had yeah. Oh, um, before I go any any further, um, you know, after the first season, I needed to bring somebody in who knew the scene up in Manchester and I brought Dave Stewart in and Dave Stewart was, was brilliant, brilliant with me. Uh, he helped me out. I, he, he got Dixie and he got Rick Blackman. And, you know, I mean, they were, they were two big people in the team that won the league. Um, you know, we had, we had uh, Azam Martin, J John Brown, Stuart Lester, 
uh, all, all like right, Benno, poor Benno, who was captain, uh, quality player. Uh, he was there. So we did, we did all that. And then um, he stayed, he stayed Dave in the conference. So we've come 12, we tried to improve it, we brought players in, but we weren't as good. We weren't as good. Second season syndrome. So if you win in the comp, if you, it's like Sheffield United, they go up from the championship to the premiership, the first season, they do well. Second yeah. season, they struggle. And it's, it, it happens, and, and we were struggling. We were struggling. But in between struggling, we get the second round of the FA Cup. I mean, we had a, we had a fantastic night at Staley Bridge when we, we, it's quite complicated. We'd been to Altrincham, we'd beaten them, but Mace, Mace, whose brother is the league referee, the Premiership League referee, Mace and the league referee, yeah. Mace, because we'd signed him and it was all done and dusted, but he'd come in from either Wales or somewhere and he hadn't got an international clearance, but he played for somebody else before he came to us. So he played for an English team for us. But they'd gone back and said, you've never had an international clinic. So instead of kicking us out, this was like the um, the, the third qualifying round or, or fourth qualifying round. Instead of kicking us out, they said, the replays at Stadebridge anyway, um, were playing and were struggling a little bit. And Martin Filson, who, who had a uh, kind of hernia injury, but could come on and play a little bit was on the bench and we're kicking down the slope and kind of like for any managers who are managing Stalybridge now, the slope is a big plus if you know how to use it. You know, we always had a couple of wingers. We always threw another man up front, um, you know, but going up the hill, we just had people dropping a bit deep and hit teams on the break. Down the hill, we'd punish them, we'd pulverise them going down the hill. So there's a lot of tactics going on. You know, and Staley Bridge's pitch is a big plus for Staley Bridge if you know how to play it. You know, we always try to kick down the slope second half as well. Anyway, yeah. struggling, we were struggling and brought Martin on and put him up front. Now, Martin's the centre-half. The bear is the centre-half. And it's one of the best games for atmosphere that I can ever remember at Staley Bridge. You know, 12, 1300 on, packed behind the bottom goal. And Martin scored two and we beat him. And then uh, we got, we got, that was, in, sorry, that must have been the last qualifying round because we played Marine in the first round. And uh, we, we drew at home. We went to their place and we won on penalties. And we got uh, Carlisle away. And we were struggling. We were struggling. You know, I mean, the, the, the team was struggling. We were, we weren't, we weren't bottom. We were probably third or fourth from bottom. We weren't getting any breaks. We were, it just wasn't running for us, you know. And, uh, you know, the directors let it go till I think it was March. And they let me go. And um, the first, the first game he played at the bridge, we'd kind of concede in the last five minutes. 
or a team would score against us for a draw in the last five minutes. And it, they played under Raggy. Raggy came and took over and uh, they scored an own goal in the 90th minute to win the game. So you, we'd, we'd lost. Sometimes when you're a football manager, sometimes when you're at a club, things just don't, the breaks don't go for you. Things don't happen for you, no matter how much you try, how much the lads are trying and they were always there 100% and it's not happening. It needs something to turn it around. And they sacked me and that was fair enough and well understood. And um, and uh, they, they stayed up. They stayed up. Uh, I'm not sure how many years after that they went down. It was a couple of years after that. I think they went down. They, they, I think they stayed up the next season, but they struggled. The, the trouble was that Stady Bridge is not a conference club. I mean, it's, you know, and financially, it's, you, you've got to compete with a lot of teams and nowadays it's it's a full-time league you know there was yeah. still full when I when I I mean Wickham Wanderers won it the first year that we were in the conference and Martin O'Neill um is came and what an arrogant piece of shit he was to be fair <laughs> we went we went up to um Martin will love me for telling the story we went up to Wickham and there was 7,000 on or 6,000 on at Wickham and uh uh, we got absolutely tonked 4 0. I mean, we'd been doing well as well. We'd been doing well. And Martin was playing against the big striker, Scott. And Guppy played for him as well. He, he went on and played in the in the top division. And Scott played went on and played for Stoke. And Scott's like a big lad like Martin. And five minutes into the game, uh, Scott gets the ball wide, wide, and Martin's out with him. And he ran Martin. And that was it. Every time he got the ball, he ran Martin. And Martin, I didn't know <laughs> what day was going on, but he had nightmares. He still has nightmares about it. And uh, but anyway, so we go back. They come to they come to Staley Bridge in the probably in the March, and uh, it'd been quite wet and stuff. And they must have looked at our pitch and our you know our situation you know, some of their lads and thinking, what are we coming doing here? Because it was, the pitch was quite heavy. Well, it's, it was a nice tidy ground, but the pitch was nice and easy. And uh, we were leading with five minutes to go. I think, I think it was 2-1, 2-1 or 1-0. We were leading and playing really well. And they got a, an equaliser in the last kick of the game. And in my present job, um, with Blackburn Rovers, which had been there for 13 years, um, I would have to go to all, the, when they were in the Premiership Blackburn, I'd have to go all over the country to Premiership grounds and either look at players or do big reports for the manager, you know, how how Chelsea play, how they do this, how they do that. So I'm, I'm at one of these games and Martin O'Neill's sitting next to me and I'm doing a match report for, for Blackburn. And he, he led on to me, he led on to me. And I said, uh, you, you don't really who I am, uh, Mark. The steady British man when you win the Wonder League with Wickham. And I said, you were effing bloody lucky to get the draw when you come to Stady Bridge yeah. and you had the right good, the right good laugh. You know, and yeah. he, was, he was an arrogant piece of, you know, whatever. He was really arrogant, but but he was a good manager and he got Wickham up. He got Wickham up. So 
Yeah, so I, I basically, I basically, um, I'm you okay me keep on going on, yeah? Yeah, you can do, yeah. Or, or do you want any, ask any more questions? I mean, I did, I, I did want to ask, um, what, when, when you've come to the end of your playing career, uh, a lot of people do different things after football. What appeals to you about being a manager? Well, see, I, do, I got my coaching badge at 29. And um, in those days, it was very hard to get. I, I went on the, uh, the pro course at Bishop Abbey for two weeks. And in my group of 12 was Roy McFarlane, Bruce Rioch, Martin Dobson. And those three players were top players. They were top players in the first division, which is the premiership. And, um, and there was 60, 60 on the course and you stayed for two weeks and you got, and you got coached and, um, you know, you did every day and then uh, you'd have sessions to put on. And, uh, you know, the, the reason why I went on the pro course was I was a teacher. I was a PE teacher. So my organisation skills were really good. And I was a player playing in the conference. So I wasn't a bad player, but I wasn't as good as those lads by any standard imagination. But my organisation skills, because of being a PE teacher. So I could have gone on the, um, the non-pro course in the North East, where I would have been one of the best players. But there would have been a lot of teachers on it. So no, I said, I'll go on the, I'll go on the pro course. And out of 60, only 12 passed. And I passed. And, uh, you know, you're talking about Howard Wilkinson, who I knew because he used to play for Boston United and he actually managed Mosley as well, Howard Wilkinson. I don't know if you know that. And um, Howard was one of the top coaches and he would come in and he, he, did, a, he did a session on um, the Dutch way of playing football against another team. Now, the team he was coaching, the Dutch way of playing football, we're all first division players. They were all playing in, in the top level. I managed to get in into the second team and we played against him. And I had to pick up Martin Dobson and he just ran rings around me. He was just near him. But it was great. So you, you're saying about I was always interested in, in, in taking training. I was all, always interested in doing that. And then when Kingy Kingy went to Carnarvon, he took me and said, do some of the training for me and, and do that. And I was always interested in players and got kept numbers. And, and I'd, I'd say to Kingy, listen, do you know, he's available or he's available. Because in those days, what you had to do was you had to pick up the phone. There was no internet. You had to pick up the phone and, you'd, and you got friendly with a lot of ex-managers or what, and you just say, what do you know? And he, someone would say to you, Oh, do you know? Um, do you know? Uh, Paul Eggenbottom is—he's uh, not quite getting in it uh, with him, you know, and he's not that happy. And then you go and have a look at him, and you see what he's like, and you think, yeah, he might do all right for us. And you'd go and get him. And um, you know, sometimes you could get him for no money. Sometimes you might have to pay a grand or two grand. Um, so that's what you did. So I was always doing that. And even under Kengi, I'm always looking and players and what, you know, what you can do. And I was, I was also coaching, um, coaching at uh, Tranmere. I, the, the FA put me in charge of um, Northwest Centre of Excellence for young kids. So I'd do that a couple of nights a week. 
And then Tramir, I told when Kingy went there, I said, Kingy, get hold of this. You get some good lads. And we got about a dozen lads who went on and played league football, you know, from getting up to 10 or 11. So I, I've always been really keen on that. And really and truly, I just loved playing. I just loved being involved. And that's all I wanted to do. You know, I mean, I think in, since I first stopped playing football, when I was, started playing football, say Tranmere, when I was, say, 15, even to this day, except for a couple of months in between, out, of, out of work, I've been working in football till now, from 15. So I've been at a football club, played, played, managed, coached, uh, it, scouting. For, I mean, uh, Blackburn, I started up European scouts. Well, sorry. All right. Sorry, you have to, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Sorry, sorry. My grandkids, sorry. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, I mean, I, when I went to Blackburn, uh, I was doing European stuff and it was all over. You, you name it, the top team, I've been to it. And I've been in the, yeah. you know, areas I've been, went to Argentina, went to America, been all over the place. So I've always loved doing it and I still love doing it. And the the, uh, the COVID has, you know, I've lost interest in 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 the, in the Premiership and all that at the moment. Without the fans, you need the fans there, you know. Yeah. And some of the times at Stadebridge Bridge with the fans was brilliant. I mean, the lads had to go in the bar after the game. They had to, you know. You go in the bar after the game. Uh, yeah. You had you had to do it. Speak to the fans. You had to do it. You didn't have to stay there a long time, but you had to go in. If you, if you don't want to be here, have a cock. You know, and, and, and the fans got a real good um, rapport with, with, with the players. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was great fun. You know, and if we lost, we still went in. We didn't not go in. We only we didn't go in when we won all the time, but if we lost, we went in. And, and, you know, and the fans could see that the lads really, you know, and then people like Sully, who I did watch on one of your podcasts, uh, you know, I'm going to have a go at him because he's not mentioned me enough. But, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, he could, I used to, quick little story, him and Trundle, when I first went the second time, I used to have to pick them up at this roundabout by Heighton, right? They were never there on time. One would turn up. You'd have to be on the phone trying to get the other one there. Uh, one one week uh, we were playing and you had to wear a suit, suit suit and tie to go to the game. And he turned up in training kit. And he got in the car and said, uh, uh, we're training today, aren't we? So automatically he knew that they weren't, they'd been out the night before. Yeah. Because he thought it was training. And so I said, no, we're going to the game. So... You know, but Sully, Sully picked him up, got him there, and was brilliant. And Sully is the, he's what, like, the, the fans love Sully, loved him, because he interacted with him. And Sully wasn't always starting. Sully, but Sully would always come on or play games. And we had lads, we had lads like that um, in the other team as well, in the other teams, we, we were like that. So, um, yeah, so I, I've always been wanting to, you know, coach. I've always wanted to manage, um, you know, when you manage, you're going to have good years and you're going to have bad years. 
fortunately, the, the, the vast majority were good. I still had a few bad years. I think I got sacked yeah. three times in 19 years, which is not bad. Yeah. Not bad. You, you know, you can't, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to keep everything right all the time. Uh, but, you know, one, one got promoted four times, won a lot of cups, done, must have managed in the, out of 19, must have managed in the first round of the FA Cup 13, 14 times. Got the second round half a dozen times. Got the third round once. I mean, my biggest disappointment, biggest disappointment at Stalebridge was when we lost to Chester and that's in the second team in the second round because I thought we could beat them and we, you know, and could bring a lot of money to the club, but we didn't quite do it on the day. So, so you want me to move on to the second team? See, yeah, so how does it come about that you came back for a second spell and uh, just for your second time? I, man- I managed, I managed Carnarvon and then, um, chance to go and manage league came up and league was a decent club and uh, I did a season I did a season there ch- had to change things around had to move quite a lot of players out bring players in and we got a we, we got a good team and, and um, we we were top of the league in the Northern Premier uh, I think we had a, the goalkeeper had a record that was a national record for all leagues of not conceding a goal uh, it was a bit like the Stalebridge team, but we had goal scorers as well at the time. And so, in the in the November, um, in the November, or yeah, North, which you were played for, approached me. Would I come to them in managing the conference? And I said, yeah. And uh, Peter Ward uh, was the, I brought Peter Ward in with me at League, uh, and Wardy's fantastic character, and the lads. Loved him and you know, uh, they go and moan their heads off to him about me, you know. And you know, uh, you're all right, you're all right. <laughs> and Wardy <laughs> said about me, but he would, you know, just calm them down, you know, when they were all doing all that. So, so, uh, so Wardy kept, kept on, and I left him in the I think first week in December, top the league, and they carried on and won the league. And it was a team that I built up. It took me 18 months to build up, but I built it up. So I went to Northwich, done well, managed them in the conference first season. I think we finished fifth for Northwich, is one of the highest positions they ever finished. The next season we finished tenth, I think. And then the next season, because we weren't doing as well, but we were still around halfway. Uh, we lost to Droylsen in the FA Cup, last qualifying round. And FA Cup, when you're losing the FA Cup, then, and if you've got any problems, you know, the, you know, the, so, so at the Tavy Bridge, again, really struggling again, in the, in the Northern Premier League. And uh, they contacted me and I thought, I don't want this hassle. You know what I mean? We, we, we're halfway in the league. We got knocked out on a on, at Droylston of all places on a flooded pitch that should, should never been played. And I said, you know, 
I don't need this. I love I love Stadium Bridge. I love going. I'd love to go back. So I went back. Um, uh, got him out of trouble again. Uh, the next season brought in some decent players, uh, and um, we got the second round of the FA Cup, Chester, um, and you know got people in like Ke- well Kevin Parr was already there. Kevin Parr was already there. Um, Trundle and Sully were there when I first went there. Now Trundle, quality player, brilliant player. Uh, Berkey was there. Uh, Brendan, Brendan Burt was there. Uh, I think we won the League Cup. The, the uh, second, the second season we won the League Cup. Uh, brought brought other players in, and. We were in for a, 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 a shout at the league. Lee won the league that year, and we were we were not that far away from him. And but we had this FA Cup run, and um, we we got Chester at home, and I think there was four thousand on or something like that. And we went one nil up. Scotty got a a fantastic goal. And then they got one just before half time, and then he, he sneaked one in the second half. And I was so disappointed because I thought we could really get to the third. Half. That was that was one of my goals as a manager to get the third round of the FA Cup, or it, or even get the trophy final. But it was the third round of the FA Cup, and we never did it. You know, so um, so that was two. We got the second round twice when I managed. We lost at Carlisle in the uh, when we were in the conference the first time. So. Second season, you know, we've got uh, we did we did all right. We finished about sixth or seventh, and then a uh, few little tink tinkered a little bit here, a little bit there, and uh, we started off the, the following season against um, in the Northern Premier League, and we were always chasing Emily. We were always chasing them. We were sometimes we were six points, seven points behind them. We were always chasing them. Um, they'd win, we'd win. You know, and it was we played them at home on a midweek night. We had two men sent off. We were one or two goals be up down. I went. Three at the back, three in midfield, and three up front. We scored two. We I think I think it was either there was a goal difference in they might have been two one up, second half, and we scored two goals, and we beat them four three or something like that, with nine men. And you know I mean they that that won us the league as much as when we beat them at Emily near the end of the season that season. And so we went on and uh, we had, a, we had a, a great team, great team, exactly the same like the first team. Everybody was with each other. We've got Matty McNeil, who was a big signing for us because he got goals. Steve Jones scored goals for us. Sully scored goals for us. Um, you know, Gary Bress was still playing. Gary, Gary came with me to, to league. Gary was with me. The first time we won the league, he was with me as the captain. He was with, so he wasn't the captain the first time, but he was there. Benno was the captain. He, um, he, 
He came with me the second time. He came with me league. He came with me there. You know, he's, he won the Northern Premier League either four or five times. You know, there's not many players who've done that. He won, won when he went at Barrow. Uh, Martin came Martin came back with me. Um, we've got a, got a really great player, Dominic Crooks from Northwich. Played Derek Ward came from Northwich. Um, and then only when I look back now, I mean, I've got a, I've got a scrapbook of all the stuff. I did this in the first lockdown. And it's only when I look back at the pictures and uh, the, the names of players that you realise, oh, I didn't realise he played that many, you know, he played that many games. With, you, know, um, you know, Stuart Locke, Stuart Locke, who I think played for me at Stadebridge uh, and also played for me at League. I think he played for me at League. And it was like that about Stuart. And I got him in at Stadebridge and I played him at Sweeper. And he was fantastic because we always played the same system. We always played three at the back, two wing backs, three in midfield and two up. When we went second half, we played three up front, two in midfield. Three centre halves and two, and, and the wing backs in the second team, like Scotty and Derek Ward, get in the box, you know, got forward. But we always had a good solid three people at the back. And as I say, very, very few teams. And it was, it's dead interesting in later years when I'm kind of at Blackburn and stuff, the number of teams that play three at the back, and the, you know, the number of teams who, who still play three at the back. People, the, the fans, you know, in, People you say, oh, it's a defensive system. But it's not a defensive system. It means that you're not going to concede because you've got your players there. But if you've got enough attacking players, you're going to get forward. You know, and we had players who get it. Kevin Parr, who was there when I took over the second time. I got I managed to get over to Sid Pickford, who I've been after for 12 months, managed to get him. Lee wanted him, and you know, they were paying out more money than us and managed to get him. You know, Sid was great for the Sid played all over. Kevin did really good. You know, the, the old joke about Kevin is if he if he put his boots on his head, he'd be the best. He'd be playing for England, you know, because he was good in the air. But, you know, but I think Kevin scored twenty goals the season we won the league. I mean, great lad, great. And all all the lads together, we we went out together at the end of the season. We'd go up to somewhere like Whitley Bay and have a weekend up there and everyone had let their hair down and everybody looked after each other. Neil Edmonds was, uh, you know, um, Gary, as I say, was was in there. Uh, so, it, what, you know, fantastic, fantastic team. Uh, as I say, Matty McNeil, whose son plays for Burnley now. That's his son. I don't, did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Dwight McNeil. Well, yeah, I mean, and his son is very, very similar to Matty. You know, Matty, Matty is a funny character, a real strange character. He's not, you know, he's, he's a bit of a loner and stuff like that, but the lads used to take the mech out of him, but loved it. Uh, I'd I just love to tell you, so, like, the things we did at Stadybridge. Kevin knew somebody, some girls, now, this is a straight story. Kevin knew some girls who were training to be called masses. Yeah. 
we already had a, a lady uh, physio called Anne Marie, who was fantastic, you know, and uh, you know, I mean, she she put up with everything. I mean, she put up with Sully coming out the showers, going, mm, you, you know, hands up in the air and whirly, but you know, helicoptering and all sorts. And yeah. but she didn't bat an eyelid, and she was fantastic, and she did. She was really good at it. The lads loved her. And Kevin said, oh, there's, there's some girls and, and a couple of lads, but there's many girls um, who are doing this massage. So trained to be called massage. So one training session on a Thursday, I said, we sorted out. Instead of doing a training session, we'll go down there and have a good, we'll all have a good massage. Next thing you know is every home game, the girls are all there in the changing rooms giving the lads a massage, you know, and, and, and good massage. I mean, not messing around and nothing naughty, by the way, but <laughs> not, not messing around, good massages, you know, and the lads have a great, and that happened for the majority of that season. That's the things that used to happen, you know, nobody missed training. If somebody missed training, it was because there was a real problem. I mean, Big Martin, Big Martin was working in London. He flew down to um, Newcastle so he could play in the League Cup final at uh, Bishop Auckland. He flew down. Okay. You know, that's the way people were. You know, uh, you know, we, we, had, we had a real good squad. We had a good squad of players and in the League Cup games, the squad players... I played him. David Fish, who was our sub-keeper, must have played 12 games that season. Never let us down. Never let us down. We had Gary Ingram in goal. And Gary, rest his soul, um, was, was a real good keeper for us. And, you know, so it, we, 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 did, we did all that. Um, you know, so it was... Oh, before I forget, I was talking about Trundle. So Trundle-like, fantastic player, get you the magical goal. And, but he wasn't for me. He just wasn't for me. I mean, you could never trust where they were. And he, he was a bad influence on Sully. Because uh, I'm like going all out my way over to Liverpool to pick these up every game just to make sure they get the game. And, you know, I mean, good player. Brendan Burke, real good player. But not really for me. In, in the way we played, you know, he played for me for the season and just not really for me, but Brendan, like top player, top player. Yeah. I sold Trunks to Southport for 17 grand. You know, people say, well, why are you selling Trunks? Well, I've got 17 grand and he's not for me. We've got 17 grand because we wanted, we wanted a team of players who were all together, who were, uh, Look out for everyone else's back. Uh, somebody, you know, and and not one bad egg in the changing room. In both teams, there wasn't one bad egg. There was not one player in the changing rooms who'd be talking behind your back and, and saying this, that and the other. Even when we weren't having the, the good times, when we were in the conference, nobody, nobody did that. No. I mean, yeah. they did many things on the coach going to, I can remember we were going to stay over overnight in, we're having a night out in, in uh, Bath and we went down to Bath and uh, Philly Power, who'd signed for a Zoo, another a really good player, but he didn't, again, Philly had injuries when he came to us, so he didn't quite show it. 
Um, do, t- do you have tables on the coaches? You know, you know, big table on the coaches for cards and stuff. Do you tape Philly Power with this big tape, taped him to the table so he couldn't move? Just wrapped him up, let him down and wrapped him up like this. <laughs> so but all, we, we, we played Bath and I think we drew and uh, we're, we're having a night out in Bath and we're staying over. And um, Big Martin get, looks to get his pants out and Philly Powell would cut his pants off at the knees. <laughs> so Big Martin had to borrow some pants off one of the directors so we could go out that night. <laughs> so th- those sort of things went on, but... When it was serious business, when it when it was mattering and it was serious business, then it happened. Uh, I don't know whether to tell you this story. I won't. I'll be okay about it. We were coming back. From, we're away from home, and it was Dorothy's birthday. Dorothy, uh, one of the directors, and everybody yeah. loved her. I loved the bones of Dorothy, and I still do, and. Uh, Dorothy's at the front of the coach and Sully comes up and he baked a cake and he said you know this is Dorothy's birthday cake well thank God she never had any of it <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm partial to a bit of cake so I'm like that and half a dozen other lads are like that and uh we get off and we go to Smokey's and we're getting changed to for the night out. And half the team's missing. They're all stuck in the changing room. I'm out laughing my head off. And I have to go back to the, the room. And the cake was not what it seemed from Sully. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so thank <laughs> God, Dorothy never had anything of her <laughs> birthday. So there you go. Um, that that was that. No, that, that's it. Was it was great? It was great being with them. I mean, every summer, both teams, every summer, we'd have one training session, pre-season training session, where I live here in Wallasey, because of sand dunes, and yeah. we club run to the sand dunes do real hard training on the sand dunes and then we'd meet up and go and have a coke or a beer afterwards and uh, all the lads would come down from wherever they lived. You know what I mean? Any bad eggs, I got rid of them. I got the best out of them and then got rid of them. Uh, If you, it was hard to get rid of a a decent lad and, and, you know, uh, if they were decent lads, very rarely got rid of them because yeah. they were part of the team. I mean, we had like Matty Williamson must have played 15 games. Nigel Evans, you, you forget with the year we won the league in 2001. Yeah, you, 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 Nigel Evans scored probably 10, 15 goals and probably played 20 times. You know, and you forget about Nigel, and what a great lad. Never moaned at all about anything, you know, and he, he, he did that. So we uh, we did all right. We got lost to Chester, and then uh, we played the, the following season, played Emily, 
uh, we did that with the nine players, and then we've got to go to Emily with um, what was it? It was two games before the end of the season, and basically, if we beat Emily, we won the league. If they beat us, they won the league, and uh, we went up to Emily, and um, I think there was four thousand on or something. I think there was two thousand from Stalybridge. Maybe more than that, two thousand. I think there may be three thousand from Staley Bridget. You know, it, it was it was unbelievable, and it was a you know they were a good team, Emily. They, I mean, they were a good team, real good, and they had some good players. And uh, lo and behold, after about thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes, thinking, Parry decides to, it. Sid had gone on the floor, and this fella had been a bit naughty with him, so. Kev decides to even it up a bit, but that's the way the lads were with us. Yeah. And so he went up for the header, he fell on the floor, and, and Kevin's going like that. Off. That's with probably about 35 minutes or something like that, first half, you know. And uh, I think we were 1 0 up, might have been 1 0 up. Anyway, um, second half, we've got, we got 10 men, and you're thinking, no, you know, can't do it again. Can't do yeah. it again. And uh, we were under a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Uh, it's Derek Ward played like three men. He was fantastic. He was all over the place for us. Sully was good. Um, Gary, Steve Jones, they were all, they were all, all great. The, the lads at the back, Martin, um, Lockie and Dom, fantastic. I think Martin scored the first goal in the first half. And then uh, we managed to... We, I think we scored again and they scored again. They, they scored and it was, it was even, even Stephen. And then, I'd, again, you, you, you forget about this. I brought two players from um, Northwich just to go into the squad because one was uh, Cookie, Ian Cook, Really good conference striker, but he he was he had an injury and he, he you know and he was so I said come on if you can play twenty minutes for me or fifteen minutes for me occasionally you know uh, come in another lad was called Davin Vickery a winger who'd been playing in the conference for Northwich for a long time really fast lad he played only one game at Spennymore away. When it was a shocking game, he got the winner for us in the second half. Done his job, you know. So come on a little bit, whatever. Corky started a few, um, wasn't really fit enough. Went on the bench. Second half with about ten to go, and we were really under pressure. Threw him on. Dave, uh, Gary Ingram gets the ball, launches it, one bounce in his half. Cookie's running onto it. He must be 35 yards out. The keeper's off the line. He lobbed the keeper. Scored. Two minutes to go, something like that. And we won. And we knew then. We knew, you know, we were going to win it. Yeah. And then we had to go to Droyles and of all places on a Monday night. So we, we've had the Saturday game and then on a Monday, they've got to be, you know, they've had such a tough game that day. And on a Monday, yeah. they've got to... And again, there was something like three to 4,000 on the Droyles and 
It was, I mean, and the vast majority were Celtic fans. And it was a poor game. It was a real poor game. And, um, you know, I think, I think a draw would have done us. I think a draw would have done us. And it was nil-nil. And we got a penalty with um, five or ten minutes to go. And uh, Gary Brest took all the penalties for us. And I don't know why, but Stuart Locke ends up going to take it. Gary must have had a knock or something. So Stuart's gone up and I'd never seen Stuart take a penalty ever. Took it in for us. And then, you know, we made the most of it in the change room after the game and Pacey could hear every word of it as well. You know, I mean, you know, I I know Dave quite well and, and, you know, it, it was but. He, he would have loved to beat us. I think he was offering their players all sorts of bonuses if they could beat us, you know. Wow. Um, and then, and then, lo and behold, we're playing at home against Bursko. We've got over 200 points. Emily's got 200 points. Sorry, not 200, 100 points. We've got over 100 points and won the league. We've won the league on the last game of the season. There's, there's again, there's, I think, 1,500 to 2,000 on. All photographs being taken, everything going on. Uh, just before half time, Martin decides he's retiring after the game. So he decides to smack one of their lads in front of the ref, sent off. Bursko beats us 2 1, and I'm, and I'm gutted again. So the second yeah. time, gutted. But you know, and it, and it did take a bit away from it. Um, and then um, you know, it's good. I've got the chance to say this. I got approached by Southport um, before we beat Emily, and I said, you know, I want to want to see the season out and see see what's um, what's going on. And um, but what what the fans don't understand, the, the start of the season, that season, all the players took a ten percent drop in the wages. There was money problems at the club. And if we'd have dropped, say, to fifth or sixth in the league or fourth in the league, they could have cut, they would have cut the wage bill. And, and I probably would have left because, you know, I wouldn't have, if the players were going to lose money, then it was up to me to go. If we'd have dropped, say, if say we'd have been about sixth or seventh, they would have definitely dropped the wage bill. And, and there was... The club was struggling for money. The club was struggling for money. And, um, you know, so Southport come in, waited till the end of the season. And I regret it to this day. I know, I, I think about it all the time. Why did I do it? Why did I do it? That, the reason why I did it was because the first time when I got sacked, I did really well for all those seasons. And then the second season in the conference when we were struggling a bit, they sacked me. They would have done exactly the same. And I think the second, the second time, we didn't really have the resources. And the, the league had moved on much more as well to a lot more full-time teams. And I'd have probably been sacked around the Christmas of that season. And so I was given the opportunity to go to Southport. I mean, they wanted me there, really, because Mark Wright had spent a fortune and they wanted me to go in there and, you, you know, 
because at Stady Bridge we never we never had a lot of money and yeah. we got in for the right money and the right budget. It wasn't a great budget, uh, but we had a great team. And Southport's under Mark Wright, you know, we spent a lot of money and weren't doing it. So I, I went to Southport and um, and and you do you take some of your players. You know, take some. I, I mean, I, re, I do regret it. I do regret it. But the reason, whether I would do it, do anything different, it's hard to say because I would have been sacked. I wouldn't have been there for yeah. more than six months. I'd have been, I, we wouldn't have done well in the conference. What we had, we were done well. It wasn't like the first time. We wouldn't have done well. We didn't have the money to bring in the players. We didn't have the money to go and buy players. Um, you know, and I think they got relegated. They got relegated because I think Milton and, and they got relegated. And but I did genuinely regret it. And I looked a couple of times to go back if I could. And even even as far as ten years ago, I'd have I'd have thought of you know I, I, I just loved the time there. I mean, it's too late now, but it's. I do regret it, and I do understand, and it soured. It did sour a lot of things. It, it, it soured a lot of things, and it wasn't done on purpose. It was done purely because I knew what would happen. You know, yeah. I knew what. Because you know, you know, they were competing. They were competing against some the biggest. You know, some really big clubs. And I think, I think at the time, um, probably three quarters of the league were full time. You know, and we weren't even a a good paying Northern Premier League side. It was just an average paying Northern Premier League side. You know, so unfortunately, I did what I did, and uh, I, I still regret it. To be honest, I still regret it, and I think I'll always regret it. But would I ch- would have done anything different? I don't know. I don't know. I suppose that's sort of football, though, isn't it? That it's, you've got to make them sort of tough decisions and yeah, stuff I mean, like that. Did have, a, have a chance. I did have a chance. I, I, went, I went after Southport, went to Lancaster, and actually three really good years at Lancaster. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we got the first round of the FA Cup twice, and we, we got promoted to the Conference South, because, uh, North, because we finished, I think, in the top six. Uh, and, 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 and I did like it. And I think uh, it was the time that... Um, Reedy came and I couldn't get away. I was on the contracts at Lancaster and I would have gone. But there was also, there was another little problem. You were in such a bad position in the league. Did I want to go back and take him down? You know, I mean, only, you can only keep work miracles a couple of times and yeah. they were in a, and Reedy comes in and he goes and gets a lot of Yorkshire lads because he knew a lot of Yorkshire lads, brings him in and he kept him up. And that's fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, it was, it was difficult. I couldn't get away from Lancaster because I was, I was on the contract. I couldn't get away as much as I would have liked to. And, uh, and then, so, the, the, then there was problems at Lancaster with um, the chairman resigned and, and, and money and Barrow came in for me and I had two and a half years the, my last game managing was uh, Bournemouth in the FA Cup at home, and we drew one all, and I got sacked after wow. the game. <laughs> but 
But the team I built that season got promoted to the conference. Wow. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't quite working, but I brought all yeah. these lads and they got promoted. So I, I, I don't feel too bad about it because, as I say, within, within a couple of months, I'm working for Blackburn, going to Bayern Munich and going to Barcelona and going to Real Madrid. So it's not bad, is it? Yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, I've got a few things before we get to our sort towards the sort of end. Um, when I when I spoke to a couple of people about about your time there, you mentioned like your relationship with like say the board members, say, like Pete Dead and Martin Saw and Holly. How, how did you find working with all that all them guys? Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Peter Barnes was always really good with me. It was great. Look, um, Denley was. Again, equally as good a chairman. Um, the, the, the first ones, uh, oh, what was it? I'm struggling for names. Um, Derek Wollstoneholm, although I think he was vice chairman. Um, you know, in the in the early days when he was there, he was always coming and putting his arm around you, and you know, it was brilliant. Dorothy, all the way through. Uh, I'm, I'm, must be age. I'm struggling for names. Uh, John Dillon, John Dillon, John Dillon. So, you know, if you ever had a problem, you just spoke to John. You know, what a, what a gentleman, what a, a great person. There was all, all the directors, all the directors were, were always accessible, were always friendly. You know, you go to other clubs, and you don't get that. You don't get that. You get. You might get one or two who are, who are nice people or whatever. But uh, all all of them. Um, Ray. It was a chairman the first time. Oh, I mean, it's just going. It might come back in a minute. Ray again was a great. He was a chairman when we won the league the first time. He was a chairman. Uh, no, he wasn't a chairman because uh, Barnsley was a chairman. But he was on the board. Um, yeah, I think he had a scrap merchant place then we had you know uh times where i actually got got hired they, they hired me a car because i was like i was always always picking players up always picking players up because we had players from the Wirral. and then you know which it, is it's you know it's, it's a long way but you know i always had a full car pick them up go to training uh we train we train at the ground on a Tuesday. Then on a Thursday, we 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 had places at um, Man City's training ground, the, the old the old training ground, Moss Lane. Uh, we had a used to get uh, an Astro there. We had another Astro somewhere else. Um, we always training was important. It was important that everybody went there. It wasn't necessarily what they did. It's getting together, you know, and. I've always been really looked after myself, always really keen on, on, on training, really keen on keeping fit. And the lads all got themselves, all kept themselves fit. I mean, good story about Chris Camden. Now, Chris is not the slimmest lad in the world, uh, but he, you know, he got us 42 or three goals and we won the league. And he worked at Vauxhalls and, on a, and he did nights and then the, the games he played when he did nights, he was not the player he was when he was on days. But he still got the goals 
and I signed him in the summer. And uh, because we, we, as I say, we got runners up. We had the low, second to lowest goals for in the league, but the lowest goals against. I signed him, played in some of the pre-season friendlies and a couple of directors come up to me after the game and said, are you sure about this fella? Because he was... <laughs> oh, and he didn't like training. He didn't like training much. He didn't like running around much, but he could score goals, you know, and he was a big lad. And if you played him, that was his fitness. He played him, he played him two games a week. He played him and he got it, he got right. And uh, the famous saying from uh, Cammy is uh, the Buffalo, as the, as the fan. See, the, fa- the fans took to Cammy. He was only yeah. there once. They called him the Buffalo and it stuck. And yeah. uh, I, must f- I mustn't forget about Rush Hughes, goalie. Have, have you ever seen Rush's car- cartoons of all the players? No. Have you never seen that? You haven't seen that? Uh, he used to do them in the programmes. And uh, to do the program, and he did this to every player's on here in the team. Wow. Every player, and uh, and he had a skit. He had a skit. Uh, he had a skit at the players, and he's having a skit at me there. He's having a right <laughs> skit there. He's having a he's having a skit at um, all the players in Johnny uh, John Brown. Oh, is that John Brown or that's Jimmy Lester? Yeah, no, that's John Brown. You used to call him Bobble uh, and Martin, and he's a fantastic artist you know fantastic artist and he used to do some of these in the program and uh russ one of the best small goalkeepers you've ever seen i mean he, he must have played he, he had about four years at uh at, at staley bridge and you know what a good goalkeeper what a good goalkeeper yeah. but i had to bring him i had to go to his house pick him up <laughs> And I'd say, um, Rossi, you uh, were playing on Saturday. I'll pick you up at such time. Give us a ring in the morning, just double check. He'd never phone. And he'd go, what's going on? And I thought, you're all right? Yeah, fine, Rossi, yeah. I'll just come around now. And um, But great. So Russ, Russ was great. Uh, and his, his, his cartoons were fantastic. I mean, he really, really did well. So... Yeah, we we had all that. Have you got any more questions? Yeah. Um. So my, my next one's going to be like, what what are your sort of thoughts on? I know you mentioned about Blackpool. You must have uh, Blackburn. Sorry, you've seen a lot of football since uh, in your whole career. What's your thoughts on how football changed and and, and sort of that, that that sort of thing? Well, uh, there's a, with all the academies and with all the you know at, at football clubs and league clubs, you've got you know you've got a lot of players who are coming out who are not getting pro contracts. Um, and if you pick up the right ones, you, you'll, you'll get some really good. Because in my day, there was, there was always players who went from non-league into, into the football league and, and played, at, played at teams. I mean, even, even me, it's uh, 19, getting taken on by Blackburn. Uh, I mean, I could have gone to Sheffield United. Um, I'd made the right decision and, and I didn't know then I made the right decision because if it had gone full time, I wouldn't become a teacher and I wouldn't have become 
I wouldn't have done my semi-pro stuff and I would have been able to manage and, and whatever. See, the, good, the thing about me, teaching was always paid the mortgage. Football's my life. Still is my life. You know, um, why, why would I go full-time in the conference for anybody when, you know, uh, I've got a good job. If a, you get sacked in football, you do get sacked. I mean, fortunately, yeah. three times in 19 years is not bad. You know, it's not bad, but you do get sacked. And, and um, that's what happens. So, you know, I, so the, the lads, the, there was a lot of lads, you know, Mark Ogley, who, pl- who played for us the first time I was there and cl- came in and played some games in the second half I was there. Mark was brilliant. He, he, um, he kind of, you know, he was Mr. Reliable, but he was at Barnsley and playing in Barnsley's first team when he was younger. And he ended up having a good career in, 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 in non-league. Um, you know, Gary Barash was at Tramier. Tramier let him go. He probably he gutted about it because, you know, he was a good player, Gary. And it took, and, and, and he was a bit, he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder when he first came to Stadebridge. He ended, it, Gary ended up as my number two um, and played for me at most of the clubs. And then when he wasn't playing, he was, he was helping me out in the coaching. I mean, Peter Ward, Peter Ward, you know, he's, he's kind of, it's brilliant. He, he, you know, I mean, I, could, I couldn't have won the league without Dave Stewart first time and Peter Ward the second time. Those two were just brilliant people. They know what I'm like, you know, they let me get on with it. If it upset anybody, they take it, keep it away from me. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't upset too many people, but I would have upset people. You know, I would have upset people. Um, you know, so the, the 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 thing is, you know, you, you can't. You've got to be. You, you, you try and be nice with the players, but you, there comes a time when you've got to leave them out and you've got to treat them properly. I always used to take them out on the pitch and say, "I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm putting you on the bench today." It didn't make it any better for them, but at least yeah. you, you, you just didn't do it in the changing room. So all those sort of things. I learned. I learned. Nearly everything off John King, Trammy manager. Um, after you know everything off him, I mean, he was just, he was just fantastic, uh, and he 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 kind of gave me an extra three or four years playing because I was finished. I finished at thirty five. Next thing you know, is I'm playing in the FA Cup third round, you know, and uh, you know so. And then end up playing manager, and we're still playing when we got third in the league and well semi final. Still playing, still playing the season after. Um, and then went back into conference at thirty eight and played twenty games. Okay. No, so I was lucky. So um, just focusing on your two spells at Stanley Bridge, who do you think the best player you you managed was? I know it'd be hard. It's hard, but if you have to pick one. Best player. You can't pick one because, you know, you. I can go. The first time, Cammy made the big difference. The second season, the, the, when we won the league that season. But in the team, there were Mark Edwards. We Mark Edwards came in halfway through the season. Mark, really good player, scored his goals. Eric Priest come in and scored some goals. We had Stuart Lester, who was. The Sully of the first time, going down the hill, 
give it to Stewart, pace, the crosses, goals, same with Sully. Um, second time, McNeil was was quality, worked his backside off, hard hard work to deal with because he was a, a funny, funny being, but, you know, and he went on and played league football and his son has taken all his attributes and added more. Um, obviously, Sully, Sully in the changing rooms, on the coach, not great as a baker. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, give it to Sully, down the wing, get it in there. First time, Benno, Benno, captain of the team, quality player. Played, I played with Benno at Northwich for three years, four years. Uh, and Benno was a few years younger than me. Real good player. Boothy. Uh, Boothy. Boothy was one of the players who, because I wanted players to play a certain way. I wanted them to do what I wanted them to do. If they weren't going to do it, they didn't last that long. Boothy was one of the players who was look, must have looked at me and thought, what's he doing? What's he doing? You know, Platy's getting left out and uh, he's going and he's going over there. And um, and then all of a sudden, I don't leave him out at all. He's in a team for three years, four years. And what a good player. You know, Kevin, uh, Kevin Parr, exactly the same. He was at Stadium when he come the second time. He must have thought, who is this fellow here? Uh, got him to do what I wanted him to do. Big player for us, you know. So yeah. it's hard. I mean, the goalkeepers, Platy. The first when I first went to the club, Platy was a god. Uh, everybody loved him, and he was a decent keeper. Platy, good, decent keeper. But I had Rush Hughes lined up. Got him in. We had we had, we got two players on loan from Tranmere in the, the season we got runners up. I think it was. Uh, Danny Coyne, who played at the high level as a goalkeeper, and Jed Brannan, who went and played for Man City and, and a few other teams. And, uh, they played games and, you know, did a job for us. Danny never conceded a goal in six games. I'm not, I, I think Russ must have been injured. I think M Russ must have got an injury because we brought him in. And that was Kingy. Kingy was at Tramway and I said, look, can you let me have a couple of your lads? I knew about Jed, I knew about uh, Danny. And he said, yeah, take it and, and, and play. So it was hard. Uh, uh, Martin, Martin Filson, you know, big character in the changing rooms, on the pitch, uh, on his day, unplayable as a, as a center half and as a centre forward. Uh, you know, not the quickest, but great lad. He still is still is a big friend of mine. Dom Crooks, great. Lockie, Lockie, Lockie probably thought he doesn't fancy me. He's had me twice. He doesn't fancy me. Then I, I, then I found a position for him, and he never, he never, I never left him out. I don't think he missed a game all season, you know. And he was great. Uh, Scotty used to think I hated him. <laughs> I'd always be on his case all the time. And, you know, and since I've seen him afterwards and that, I've never hated him. I said, Scotty, I took you to Southport, I took you to Lancaster, how could I hate you? Yeah. You know, how could I hate you? You know, I just, he just had so much more in him that you wanted to get out of him. You yeah. know, getting it out of him was, you know, is, is being on his case and sometimes leaving him out. And, 
but great, great lads, great lads. You know, I'm just don't want to leave anyone out. Really, yeah. it's, it's it's very very hard. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, and then there was players who'd come in, but may not have been in the championship teams, who did a good job. You know, you know, like Reggie Maguire came in and scored his goals there. And I mean, as as was a big player in the first the first lot we had, uh, and Dixie, Dixie, you know. I mean, uh, Russ, Russ did Dixie uh, at Fireball. It's, 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 but, you know, I, I, I still speak to Dixie now. I still speak to Sid. I still speak to um, some of the lads. We've had meetups. We want to intend to have more meetups uh, yeah. and to come up to a game. Uh, so, you know, I, I think I think my position at Blackburn is going to be in a bit of jeopardy because uh, financially, um, all the clubs are struggling. You know, um, maybe it's the right time for me. Um, whether I'll go to somewhere else, uh, we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I've been twelve. I've been furloughed for twelve months. Right. So, for twelve months, I've been furloughed and I've been getting paid for twelve months, and it's not yeah. the money. I, don't need the money it's nothing to do with money um i've had when they were in the premiership it was fantastic you go in the director's box at united and liverpool and everton and tottenham and chelsea you know and um it was fantastic and then i'd go i'd go over to uh, holland watch games in holland every month copenhagen every thursday night when the europa league copenhagen was in there went to bayern munich about three times rail about three times so, you know, it was it was good. It's a great experience to look back on. It's you know, yeah. things have got to change, haven't they? And I mean, I, I just I still feel that I could go and do it at a club, but I'm deluding myself. Really, it's, it, <laughs> I'm only deluding myself in the fact that I don't probably want to do that anyway. I've done I've done all that, and um, and when when I left Barrow, uh, the job at Blackburn came up, and. Uh, my best mate, who was chief scout, said, "Do you want to come in?" I said, "Okay, I'll come in and see it goes in October, and, and maybe try for another job." I never tried for another job. I've been there thirteen years now, so the last thirteen, what I've been doing. Um, yeah. So I've been involved in football, and I've been going to all these great stadiums and great grounds and watching great games. You get a bit blasé about it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but. I do love, you know, I love the bridge, love the fans, love, you're saying about the directors, I mean, um, you know, Ray, what's Ray's second name? Uh, Derek, Derek Wynn Stanley was, uh, was fantastic with me. They were all, they were all, they were all really good. They were all really good, you know, and it was hard on Barnsley, to be honest. I mean, I know there's been issues, but it was hard on Barnsley when he was having to let me go. Because in all the time I'd been there, in, in nearly five years, it was just success, 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 success. And we were... Yeah. They would have got relegated. They would have got relegated because it wasn't going for me. Um, you know, but um, the second time, as I say, I do regret it. I do, I do genuinely regret it, but... It was a it was a situation I knew that I wouldn't be in a job in six months because we want to stay up. 
we didn't have the money to get the players. You know, if if we'd have managed to done just about stay up, the fans would have wanted more. They were used to success. They were used to winning yeah. things. You know, and if you if you look on the records, you know that season we won the league, we won the league cup and the Cheshire Senior Cup. We won three cups in one season. We won league yeah. cups. No, we've got runners up in the league when I was managing. No, we won the league when I was for the second time. So, you know, all the, the vast majority of times a club have won anything is when I've been managing. Yeah. And but you know, Martin Tor, I'm still friendly with Martin. I'll speak to him on the phone. He's in Portugal at the moment, face to yeah. face. Um. Uh, Shorey contacts him. You know, on a regular basis, uh, you know, Pete Danley, you know, what a great man, what a what a great chairman. You know, the trouble was they didn't have the money. They didn't have the money. And we did have money for the short period. The, the, the second season we were in the conference when I was there the first time, there was a farmer, and I can't remember his name, lived on the top of the hill and had a lot of land. He was a millionaire. And he put some money into the club. So I did have a little bit of money and, I could, and that's when I got Paul Kirkham and, and, and I got someone else. And, you know, it, it goes to prove that sometimes you don't always need money. But when you have money, you've got to really spend it very, very wisely. And it, and yeah. it was difficult, you know, it was difficult. So, yeah, so don't, the, the, that season in the conference, I think all the fans will... Because it was fairly successful as well. I mean, we won a good number of games and we went to places and we did well. And uh, that was probably one of the best seasons. But the two teams that won the leagues, those seasons we won the leagues, you, you can't you can't beat how we did it. You know what I mean? No, you can't beat how we did it. And uh, I mean, we walked away with it the first time, you know? Yeah. First defeat in November, second defeat Easter Monday. Incredible. You know? It was, and, and, and you know what I mean? And we'd won the league at Easter Monday. We'd won the league. That, you know, I mean, uh, it, it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And, and some of the, you know, some of the games. And when, when Staley Bridge can get like 1,500 on, 2,000 on, there's a great atmosphere. You know, it's a tremendous atmosphere. You know, and I've, I've been there and seen all the ground built up, the old stand go down, the new stand go up. There's, there's, you know, um stand on the other side and stuff like that. So I've seen all that as well. Yeah. But it's about money and it's difficult, you know, because the teams that do well tend to have a backer behind them who's going to put money into the club, uh, you know, at a considerable amount of level, um, you know, uh, and it's not really the right thing to do because no. when they lose, they lose interest, then the club just goes down and the number of clubs over the years that done that, you know, Cone Dynamo, which is the perfect example, you know, do you, do you know about Colm Dynamos now? No. Called Chalky White. And he went from Northwest Counties all the way up to the conference. And but they were paying out, you know, one what there was one player who was at Witten, Carl Thomas, went to meet him at Colm and he came back with a suitcase and it was full wow. of you know, so and Carl player, Carl was a good player. And they went and they won, they, they won into the conference. They won into the conference. Uh, and they want, the conference wanted all the, all the books and everything. And um, he wouldn't show it them. And 
then the club went bust. So wow. he won three divisions, I think, three leagues in about four years. And uh, they got to the conference and because he wouldn't show the books, they didn't go up. Wow. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things. You know, Witten had a Witten had the, the season we got runs up, Witten had a guy who was paying out good money as well. You know. So but Staley Bridge is Staley Bridge would never be like that. And 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 probably it's the best thing for him to be like as well. Yeah, I, the final thing before we go is there's uh, there's a slight link to to you still at the club, uh, is that Celtic's assistant manager now is a, a player that you had at Southport, Ian Johnston. Did um, I? Have... Oh, I what did. Was, yeah. What was, he, what was he like? Did, what a player, Ian Johnston. Yeah. Uh, in the reserves, wasn't he? he was, I think he was in the reserves at Southport. I don't think he played a lot underneath you. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't play a lot on me. I think he was under reserve. I can't really remember him that much. I'm, I'm, I'm determined to come up and, and, and see it a few times, and uh, you know, we, we try and get a couple of the other lads to come up as well. And uh, you know, especially if, if things don't work out at Blackburn, which I don't think they're going to work out because they, they are. They're going to have to cut the cloth because you know, financially, they're, they're not. Yeah. No, they're not thin. But uh, you know, that that's not. It's not a real problem for me, to be honest. Yeah. I've well, out in twelve months. Yeah. Well, whatever happens, I hope you. Uh, I hope things work out, and hopefully we see you back at Stanley Bridge at some point. And I want to thank you for coming on. When when the fans come back, when the fans come back, and I'll definitely come up, and uh, you know, it'd be nice seeing Nick and uh, Peter and, and and some of the other ones. Uh, be be good, be good. Uh, you know, so. Be good, good. Yeah, I've enjoyed tonight. It's been great to, yeah. it's been good to uh... shut up for, for about I don't know. How long. <laughs> You're gonna need a glass of water. Yeah, yeah. So that's Yeah, I mean, I've been up there for five, five, six years now uh, working there, and, and and they do bring you up a, a lot of the time when they talk about the past and stuff like that. So it has been interesting to learn about it's your so- time there. Oh, some great stories. I mean, the, the lads, the lads were, you know, I mean, there was there was a couple of big bust ups in the che- in the on the um, tunnel going up to the changing rooms and uh, Mason Mason uh, had jumped in on one of them because Mason was getting a bit of a, a tonking. But you know, we had to, we had some we had some great times. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can't I can't really remember falling out with anyone really falling out with them you know um but you probably get loads of lads going back oh, it was rubbish and all this sort of stuff you know but yeah <laughs> we had a brilliant we had a brilliant time and, and, and i loved it and uh yeah and it, i think i think in football i think in football you get a you get somewhere where it suits you it's just yeah. everything you know what i mean and state of bridge was a club for me you know, although I've done fairly well at other places, Staley Bridge was the club that suited me. Um, it really did. And, uh, you know, and when you think about it, it's, 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 I think it's 65, 70 miles away from me, where I live. And I was going up there three times a week. You know, um, it's, I think the traffic's a bit different now, probably, which make it a little bit harder. But, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I just loved it. Colin Skillen's yeah. amazing. He was a big, big Celtic uh, hero uh, a few years 
before I got there. And he lives in Birkenhead, not far from where I live. And he was he was a striker who scored lots of goals for, and he was a bit of a, a legend up there. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's funny that I actually played there for Tranmere, uh, for Tranmere reserves, and I actually played there for New Brighton. And uh, I think I, say, I know when I played there for New Brighton it was about 1970, I think. Wow. The 1970. So, yeah, I've been around too long to be honest. <laughs> Well, I just want to thank you for coming on and uh, I hope everything works out and we'll see you soon. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much for inviting me. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. No okay. problem.